Welcome again to the podcast. You know, God has a plan for your life. I am convinced that he is determined to succeed. Just like what Philippians, uh, the first chapter in verse six says, that in whom God has begun a good work, he will perform it. He will perfect it. He will continue working on us, changing us into the image of his dear son. He has a plan for your life. He will succeed and he just needs us to participate. God just needs a little bit of help from you to make your life go along long way. In fact, the Bible demands and scripture after scripture tells us that God demands that we participate in our miracles. Just like Naaman the leper, you may remember the story. You can read about it in Kings. Naaman the leper went to uh, the prophet. He came from Assyria. He went to the prophet in Samaria and he said to the prophet, listen, you know, uh, I was sent here for you to, to make my uh, 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 leprosy go away. And so what happened? He was told, go and dip in the river Jordan seven times. Oh, dipping in the river Jordan. He said, that's a dirty river. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to do that. How could that help? So on his way home, one of his friends encouraged him. And by the way, I'm paraphrasing this. There's a lot more to the, to the story than just this. But one of his friends said to him, Naaman, if you'd been asked to do something really hard, would you have done it? He said, well, I expected the prophet to at least you know, wave his hands and, you know, and speak loudly or do something. Uh, and then his friend said, well, why not just do this? It's just so simple. It's so easy. I mean, we're right here at the river anyway. We have to cross back over to get back to our home. Why not go ahead and just... Just, uh, you know, uh, participate. And so Naaman got off of his horse, went down into the Jordan River and dipped one, two, three, four, five, six. Nothing happened. And then the seventh time he came up and he was cleansed of his leprosy. That's because he participated not only in the word and the will of God, but also the way of God. He didn't just, just do what God wanted. He did it the way God wanted it where God wanted it. You know, it's important that we understand God is in charge. And when we participate with God in his plan, then God's will happens. That's just the way it works. Well, today we are in Proverbs chapter 17, and no doubt we are going to find a great word today to share and to meditate on. We're taking Proverbs every day, Proverbs 17, because this is the 17th day of the month, and we're going to continue each day to do one more Proverbs and, and one more scripture in each one of those or one concept. And again, I'm not choosing these beforehand. We are just going through here and, and picking them out as the Spirit leads us. There are so many good principles in every chapter. There's one chapter for every day of the month, and I hope that you will continue to do this even after we're finished here reading through it here in this particular month. Well, are you ready? We're going to Proverbs chapter 17. I'm reading from the King James Version. Proverbs chapter 17. Better is a dry morsel and quietness therewith than a house full of sacrifices with strife. A wise servant shall have rule over a son that causes shame and shall have part of the inheritance among the brethren. The fining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord trieth the hearts. A wicked doer giveth heed to false lips and a liar giveth ear to a naughty tongue. Whoso mocketh the poor reproaches his maker and he that is glad at calamity shall not be unpunished. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children are their fathers. Excellent speech becometh not a fool, much less do lying lips a prince. 
a gift is as a precious stone in the eyes of him that hath it, whithersoever it turneth, it prospereth. He that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separates friends. A reproof entereth more into a wise man than a hundred stripes into a fool. An evil man seeketh only rebellion, therefore a cruel messenger shall be sent against him. Let a bear robbed of her whelps meet a man rather than a fool in his folly. Whoso rewardeth evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. The beginning of strife is as when one letteth out water, therefore leave off contention before it be meddled with. He that justifieth the wicked and he that condemneth the just, even they both are abomination to the Lord. Wherefore is there a price in the hand of a fool to get wisdom, seeing he hath no heart to it? A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A man void of understanding striketh hands and becometh surety in the presence of his friends. He loveth transgression that loveth strife, and he that exalteth his gate seeketh destruction. He that hath a froward heart findeth no good, and he that hath a perverse tongue falleth into mischief. He that begetteth a fool doeth it to his sorrow, and the father of a fool hath no joy. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. A wicked man taketh the gift out of his bosom to pervert the ways of judgment. Wisdom is before him that hath understanding, but the eyes of a fool are in the ends of the earth. A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her that bear him. Also to punish the just is not good, nor to strike princes for equity. He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Verse 28. Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise, and he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. That's the verse we're going to use today. Verse 28. Because the Bible tells us that we should be quick to hear, swift to hear. We should be slow to speak and slow to be angry. And that's what this word is telling us, that even a fool, even a fool whenever he holds his peace, even a fool whenever he, he bites his tongue, even a fool whenever he doesn't open up his mouth and, and share his foolishness is considered wise. It's counted like a wise man. You know, the Bible encourages us to be slow to speak because not only should we think about things before we say them, not only should we consider their impact, but we should also really consider the fact that other people might not count us as wise if we be too quick to answer. In fact, the Bible says that a fool will answer before he hears the fool matter. And so many times answering something before you hear uh, the, the fool thing causes you to give the wrong advice or the wrong counsel. Uh, you know it over and over and over as being interrupted. In, in the middle of your story, whenever you're telling something, especially when you're asking for advice or counsel and you get three or four words into it and somebody just assumes or, or presumes that they know exactly what you're going to say and they begin to interrupt you and tell you what you ought to do. I mean, the world is full of foolish people like that. People doing foolish things, interrupting others answering before you hear the matter. But even a fool, whenever he holds his peace, not just holding your tongue, but, but sitting back and waiting, whenever you hold back, 
you are counted wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. Isn't that amazing? That sometimes the quietest person in the room, the person who, who really is quiet because they don't even have anything to say. They don't have to be smart. They don't have to be intelligent. They can just not know what to say. They could be timid. They could be shy. But all of a sudden, their words become more valuable because they are more uh, uh, guarded, because they are fewer. In fact, if you can make your words fewer, they will be more respected. That's the gift that God has given to mankind. He's given us a gift of being able to hold our peace. I know it's not easy for some, but he's given us a gift of being, to hold, of, of being able to hold things back. And we need to exercise that gift. In fact, the Bible often teaches us about self-restraint or self-control. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Being able to restrain yourself or control yourself, not letting words, not letting ideas, not letting uh, you know advice, uh, not letting criticism, not letting exclaim jump out of your lips, you know, not letting disgust jump out of your lips. It's very important that you resolve to be unshockable, that you resolved that you're not going to just be reactionary. That when people share things with you, especially those that are needing help or needing counsel, especially in times of of critical need, that you not be just reactionary that you not go with just the first thought off the top of your head, that you don't open up your mouth and, 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 and uh, you know, just, just spill everything in your brain. The Bible says a fool will do that. A fool will open up his mouth and utter all his mind. Now, we don't want to be foolish. How important is it that we, uh, that we have self-control, that we be able to um, think before we speak? Perhaps it will encourage you to work on this in realizing that you will be considered smarter, you will be considered wiser, you will be esteemed as a person who has greater understanding if you would just listen a little more. You know, my dad used to tell me whenever I was a young man, he would say this to me as a boy. He would say, you know, if you would take some of that cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth, we would both be better. You know, he wasn't being cruel. He wasn't being mean. He was just teaching me principles. My dad was a very principled man, and he had a lot of uh, little sayings like that. You know, he, he did a lot of other things that weren't necessary, uh, uh, necessarily uh, role model worthy. But one of the things he did is he had these quips that he would say uh, fairly often to encourage me to be a better man, to encourage me to think before I spoke, to encourage me to realize there was a value in listening. In fact, if we will seek to understand before we seek to be understood, we often will understand that we don't need to be understood because we're all in agreement. So many times people are divided over things, not, not things of substance, and they aren't even on the wrong page. They aren't even, you know, they, they, they don't even have great differences. They're just arguing over the fact that neither one of them are being understood. Most of the time, we are more in agreement with people around us than we at first realize, and that's where the value of just closing our mouth and listening. That's where the value of, of holding our peace and shutting our lips comes. You know you've had this same experience of people that talk all the time who have something to say about everything and don't say anything. It's so important to realize a little self-control goes a long way. The fruit of the Spirit, temperance, self-control, the ability to hold back a little and not to open up your mouth and utter all your knowledge, utter all your mind, especially before you hear the matter.
So today, we're going to think about this. Today, we're going to apply this to our life. We're going to check ourselves. We're going to challenge ourselves, and we're going to change ourselves. Okay? This word will change us as we meditate on it, and it will help to make us prosperous. It will help to make us successful. What we're going to do is we're going to pay attention to what other people are saying without just waiting until they shut up so that we can jump in. And we're not going to interrupt people today. We're not going to barge in. We're not going to uh, interrupt people. If somebody is still talking, or if they're taking a breath between uh, their thoughts, that's not a time to jump in, okay? Uh, it's not a time to, to, to change the subject whenever someone is telling you something important. Realize, if somebody is telling you something that's important to them, well, if they are important to you, you need to listen to them. You need to let them finish. You know, now, the, the, the occasional conversation is interruptive at times, and the occasional story is interruptive at times at best. And there are some people who absolutely talk all the time. And if you're going to talk, you have to interrupt them or you have to, you know, uh, get away from them sometimes because they just make you dizzy with all their talking. But I am, uh, I'm, I'm encouraging you today to consider the word of God and how others view you. And this is what this particular verse is about. How do others see you? Do they esteem you as a person of understanding? Do they count you as wise or do they think you're foolish and you just don't understand anything? I bet if they think that you're not smart and you don't understand, you know, uh, especially if you've heard them say several times, well, you don't understand. Well, you just don't understand. Well, you just don't understand. It could be because you're speaking up too quickly. It could be because you're not thinking before you speak. It could be because you're speaking before you hear everything. It could be because you have no self-control in the things that you say, the things that come out of your mouth. So today, we're going to check ourselves. We're going to challenge ourselves and let this word change us to be more like Christ. Here's the wisdom today. We'll meditate on this. Today, we are going to exercise self-control. We're going to hold our peace. Even a fool, when he holds his peace, is counted wise. Okay, How much more shall you be counted wise? Because you're not a fool. How much more shall you be counted wise? Whenever you shut your lips, you will be more esteemed. And if you really want to help with your counsel, if you really do want people to listen to you, you may have to speak fewer words placed in the right moment of the conversation so that they are heard and valued and embraced as though they came from a wise person, as though they came from a person who really understood. Okay? All right. Well, uh, let's pray today. Let's ask God just to give us this spirit uh, and for us to grow some fruit of self-control and for us to realize that we don't, you know, He does not need us to appear foolish. It's hard for God to use someone that everybody else thinks is a fool. Okay? Other people don't need to see you foolish or without self-control or interruptive or just, you know, always gabby. Okay? Uh, and, and, and never having anything meaningful to contribute. And that's all dependent upon you. Okay? All right. Well, let's pray. Okay? God, 
Lord, we pray today, sir, that you would help us, Lord, to develop and to grow, Lord, an abundance of fruit of the Spirit, Lord, called self-control, Lord, temperance, God, the ability, Lord, to harness our, our appetites, our energies, Lord, and God, to set ourselves in a pace, Lord, so that we don't just go off, Lord, uh, half-cocked, Lord, and we don't just, Lord, uh, just run off at the mouth. God, we pray, sir, Lord, that you would help us, Lord, to study to answer a matter, Lord. The Bible encourages us, Lord, and we want to be that kind of person that doesn't appear to be foolish, Lord, but those, Lord, that study before they answer so that, Lord, we can appear, Lord, to be wise and our wisdom, Lord, will, will be embraced, Lord, that we can appear, Lord, to be people, Lord, of understanding and others will hear the word at our mouth simply because uh, they feel like we care. They feel like we understand. They feel like we know. They feel like we're wise. Lord, we can do that by strategically positioning ourselves in conversations and in relationships as people with self-control, as people who seek to understand before we try to be understood, as those that are swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Lord, help us, God, to be that kind of person today. As we meditate on this word, put it down deep within us, Lord, so that we can use the situations we face today to put this character quality of self-control in our life. We ask this in the name of Jesus, and thank you for it, Father. Amen. Amen. Now, meditate on this verse today, okay? Some of you may want to write it down on an index card. I've, I've, I've done different things through the years, you know, uh, uh, you know, put it on your notes, on your phone. You know, I've, I've, I've written it on cards uh, and put it on my sun visor, put it on the mirror, you know, put these uh, words, put these scriptures I'm wanting to meditate, put them in my pocket. I've put them on my phone. I've set my alarm. I've, 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 I've had them remind me as a reminder to come up so that all throughout the day I can take another spiritual bite of the word of God and build build his kingdom and build his confidence and build his character qualities in me by continuing to meditate upon this word day and night as God told Joshua so that I may observe to do according to everything it says for then I'll be prosperous then I will make my way successful if I will just meditate and apply this word to my life. So whatever uh, assistance, whatever aid that you make and find to help you be more like Christ, you're going to think about something all day anyway. Why not today think about this and put it into practice? Check yourself, challenge yourself, and let the word change you, okay? Watch what you say, how you say it, and where you position yourself in the conversations today. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow for the next Proverbs, okay? Proverbs 18. God bless you.